0: is the 615 Podcast with your host, veteran realtor and entrepreneur, Nick Woodard.
1: All right, welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me again on the 615 Podcast. Today, I've got a good buddy of ours, uh, Mr. Drew Maddox, head basketball coach at CPA, amongst uh, a lot of other things. <laughs> so thanks for joining me, buddy.
0: Yeah. Hey, Nick, it's, it's a It's a privilege. You know how much your family is a big part of my story and how much I love your sweet family. And, in fact, we just celebrated a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, your nephew's um, beautiful wedding ceremony. And just you know, just seeing that story play out is why I got into coaching. And so just getting to be a part of seeing him as a fifth grader come into our gym and then to be standing at an altar watching him get married – uh, just a beautiful thing. Well,
1: to kind of kind of, to explain a little bit about your story, you know, high school coach, um, you've won a couple state championships, which what was the back-to-back season was yes. my nephew yeah, Braxton. That's right.
0: that's right. He was all a part of that, and we, we don't do that without him, <laughs> clearly.
1: <laughs> which is so cool. Um, <laughs> but you also, you're involved with a lot of the the youth programs yeah. around here, um, and that's kind of one reason I really wanted to pick your brain. Yeah. Um, a that that you know i've been involved in youth sports for a long time now and as a family friend we've always really looked at you as someone who not is only here to just coach kids but to to build build young men yeah yeah um give us a little bit about your philosophy on. yeah you know
0: I, i think what excited me years ago when god called me into coaching um I was involved in healthcare. Obviously, for those that don't know, basketball is a big part of my story. Just growing up here, going generationally back, my grandfather and my father both played basketball at Vanderbilt. So it was a big part of our family, just the fabric of our family, starting at an early age. You know, sports was a big part of the way that the rhythm of our house operated. And so just my dad coached me in everything, whether it was Little League, baseball, football, basketball. You know, we played everything in those years. Soccer, it didn't matter. There was no specializing in sports. And he's always
1: there, too. And he's He's, there. he's been at oh. your games ever since It I- didn't matter if it was
0: Rupp <laughs> Arena, Cameron Indoor, or at Westington Elementary yep. School, or now, you know, now you come to a CPA game, yep. and, uh, you know, Granddaddy Dee Dee's there. He's going to be there, and the kids know him, and he has a relationship with him. Well, that's how he coached. So the the ultimate transformational coach that I started to experience as a little boy was my father. Now, how cool is that? Right. That, you know, you're the guy that's the guy that is setting up this experience of the way sports should be done happened to be my dad, who also happened to be an accomplished athlete. So it was like the trifecta of perfect storm of factors. And so I had a beautiful model and a vision for that. And so I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach or I wanted to be in education. I was in healthcare technology. When I got done with my career at Vanderbilt, had a great job by every standard that the world would measure it by. I was blowing and going. I'd moved up the corporate ladder. I was in my mid twenties and already responsible for a large territory. Everything looked great on paper, right. except for I was losing at home and leaving every single Sunday and coming back Thursday. I traveled the oh, last wow. year, 250 That's nights tough. that year. All that to say, I'll make this a, a, a quick story. That is a much longer story. But uh, my little girl, Emma was starting uh, kindergarten at CPA. The boys basketball position opened up and uh, God called me out of te- healthcare technology and into this coaching realm. And, what I began to understand was that the opportunity to connect to young boys' hearts and minds, the gift of connection, of utilizing that gift of sport beyond X and O's, beyond what goes on between those lines, I had no idea the captivated hearts and minds that you had in front of you. Right, right. And the beautiful thing that I started to understand was um, not that I was just coaching the young person in front of me, but more importantly, I was coaching their future self and I began to connect kind of that future vision and I would dial it back and start to set up whether it was fifth or sixth grade rec league basketball with, with girls or boys or my camp or running uh, you know our CPA basketball program whatever it was this was a unique opportunity to push life concepts that one day would transcend the gift of sport and that would be so much bigger so much more important that would play up on a such a larger stage yeah. but yet the gift of connection was the gift of sport and so uh, it was just something that we began to understand I coach the person in front of me more importantly I coach their 20 year old 30 year old 40 year old self oh, that's great and then it changed the paradigm by which we've started to to coach and lead our programs Right?
1: yeah you're, you're developing men for the future not just what what's in front of you at the moment yeah so and then you went from you said a, a working dad that that you know had to travel a whole bunch come back you had one daughter at the time you started coaching she was
0: at at, at kids uh, I mean she was at school age I did have three three daughters at the time
1: so when did you you adopted two boys yeah um, from from Uganda. Yes.
0: Uh, in 2000, we brought them home December 15th, 2010. So our family went from, you know, five to seven overnight.
1: <laughs> I'm still trying to recruit them to come play football. Yeah. Over in yeah. <laughs> we need some bigs.
0: Yeah. The, the, and they, they have size. Yeah, they, yep. they do. In this quarantine period, they have just exploded. I don't know if you've seen them lately, but they are just humongous.
1: Being a 15 year realtor, I not only love helping my clients with the transaction phase of the real estate purchase but also want to be a continuous source of value long after the transaction is complete. If you need a recommendation for a painter, I got a guy. A handyman or roofer, I got a guy. Wanting to find someone to install new carpet or flooring, you guessed it, I got a guy. I am Nick Woodard with Benchmark Realty. I would be honored to serve you and your family. Well, tell us a little bit. What was the story on that? I mean, that's, that's a... A big process in itself. A, you know, what drove your hearts yeah. to these two these two boys yeah. themselves, and and what was the process like to yeah. bring them home?
0: Yeah, so uh, lots of factors that played into this, um, and just how God sets the table for you to be even ready to to do something like that. Because I don't know if you're ever fully ready. Unless you're stepping out in faith and totally, totally dependent on something outside of yourself. I mean, you know, so that's not that anybody has more than one kid. When are we ready? You're not. Yeah, you're never you're not ready (laughs) for that. So that being said, I mean, there's a lot of factors in my childhood growing up, just kids being in our house um, my relationships and friendships with different people, namely a a, a close friend of mine, Ron Mercer, just that grew up in my house, Mm -hmm. uh, Tara's story, my wife's story, same thing, just, just being around. So just as we got married and had kids, you know, adoption was something we were already thinking about, talking about, praying about, considering, um, I coached a young man named, uh, Will Franklin Chapman. His parents are Stephen uh, Curtis Chapman, the musician Mm -hmm. and Mary Beth Chapman. And they're, they have a, uh, a nonprofit called Show Hope, and it's big in the orphan crisis. They grant uh, scholarships to families trying to adopt. They're they're just very involved and just fell in love with their story and what was going on as I got to know them. Uh, we fell in love, and, and you'll know this young lady because she grew up in kind of y'all's part of town, Katie Davis, who was okay. a part of the Ravenwood High School kind of thing. She she set up a feeding program and a school over in, in Jinja, Uganda. So, the adoption thing becomes very um, aware to us what Katie was doing in that part of the country. So a big spotlight uh, was shown on that part of the world. And we fell in love with those people just in and through it around trips and mission opportunities and those kind of things. And so. Uh, we began to pray if if this was something we wanted to do the orphan crisis about 150 million orphans the latest census shows not that we can affect all 150 million but you know we can affect one or two, one or two yep. you know and i always tell people and then you the,
1: push that into them and then they're going to carry that on and right. know, what are the things they're going to do that's so exactly you affect more right. than just the individual right
0: And, you know, the ocean, as vast as it is, is made up of drops of water. And we we can at least try to do the best we can. Um, And we wanted to jump on the front lines. And little did I know, I mean, we we thought, yeah, this was something we were doing. But we were getting so much more in return. I mean, what, what those two boys have done in our house, in the lives of my girls, the lives of myself, my wife, I mean, they've radically and completely flipped our world upside now, down. How old were they when you? Uh, they were just under two. Under two. And how and old they, are they now? They're 12. So, 12. so we've had them okay. 10 years in our house. Brought them home December fifteenth, two 2010. Braxton would have been probably eighth or ninth grade. He was at the airport when we landed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 how much of yep. our stories have been interwoven yep. in all of this. So um, they were praying for us, thinking about us. Um, you know, And so they were there that night when we landed. It was a snowy night in Nashville. We... Got back from from Africa and and yeah, the Tracy and Braxton were there.
1: Wow, I mean, what what do you see in, in them as far as their their natural talents? Yeah, um, you know, where are their hearts. What what is, is there anything? Culturally, That you kind of see in them that's (laughs) just natural for them that may not be for you or the
0: girls. Yes, because, you know, now that we all grew up under the same roof, there are things that they do and things that they are about and just just like breathing just as natural to them that my girls aren't. Right. Right. And so that comes from, you know, just as being a byproduct of where they were born. And when you go to Uganda, especially the part of Uganda we ran called Jinja, um, the people there are the sweetest, most kind-hearted people you will ever meet in your life. Uh, I've never met people that love the way they love, that care the way they care, that serve the way they serve, and my boys have that in them. That's and right. and that's what they've shown me. So just first and foremost, just the way that they care for others is unconditional. It doesn't matter what, when, and where. It doesn't matter what the time is, if it's convenient or not. They drop what they're doing and then they care, and that that right. that has just been a tremendous encouragement too. They show honor to people, so birthdays, Christmas, holidays, celebrations are a big deal, and so that's completely changed our house. So you don't take wow. anybody's you know birthday for granted, like it is a celebration. A celebration. Oh, it that's is. Cool. That's neat. And 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 then the last thing that they do is Nick. They have like a personal discipline that's in them. That drives them when they wake up.
1: Well, that makes your job even easier. Oh, I know.
0: I don't even have it. I don't say a word. So, like this morning when they woke up, this is summer, right? So this is July twenty, whatever, whatever it is. And, <laughs> and month? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know. We've been on this quarantine for so long. Uh, when their two feet hit the ground, they hit the. They're invested in the day. So by the time it's already eight o'clock, they've already done a thousand jump ropes, a hundred push ups, two hundred fifty sit ups. They've already probably run sprints. They, I give them a basketball workout every single night because they want that. That's them asking for right. that. So just the drivenness, the personal discipline. Do you do you see that they
1: do they naturally realize the blessing they've been given, the opportunity?
0: It's a good question. You know, I, I don't know. Or is I it just know. your family, yeah, your dad? Yeah, like yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't, any I don't, different. I don't know any different. Yeah. Um You know, I just you know and. and, and Back to it, they're, I don't know that they've ever truly verbalized or processed this. I mean, their eyes have seen more uncertainty in their lifetime than, oh, sure. than mine and all of ours Absolutely. combined. You know, because, you know, there's so much that they're going to have to process and deal with sure. in their stories. And there'll be a day they'll they'll have to account for that and think through that and feel that and process that. But that being said, I you know, I think just their appreciation for the day or wherever they were, if they were with you today and they yeah. were just... Sh- with you in the truck or whatever they just appreciate the day like it's crazy
1: and wait our society could use a lot more of that right now
0: yes i always say man patrick and nicholas their influence if more people were like them if i was more like them like just the difference that the world would be
1: right let's get back on some of the uh the, the coaching aspects of of youth sports um you know, you do your your Nike camps, mm-hmm. which my son has been a part of for, for years now, and kind of going back to some philosophy, um, there's things I've heard you say over the years <laughs> that I've I've used in, in my methods as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that you're kind of well-known for saying, there's two things that you can control. Mm-hmm. What are those?
0: Attitude and effort. Attitude and effort. <laughs> so
1: that that's one thing that you know I've coached youth football from you know I say 6 six years old up. Yeah. And that's, you know, at that young age, that's the things that we're trying to instill is, is attitude yes. and effort. And yes. without those, you're never going to get to the next levels of, of things. Yeah. You know,
0: we, we've even taken it one other one and we've added to it, which you'll love this because, you know, I'm, I'm big on like acronyms and catchy phrases and play on words. Cause I think you can remember oh, you're a
1: quotes things. guy too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a quotes, quotes guy. guy, you know, so I I, you, you know, especially
0: so when you're talking to, you know, eight to 13 year olds, primarily, You're going to, you got to say things that will hook them, right? And so, one of the things we started to do was we added effort. Of course, you can control attitude, you can control, but you can also control what type of teammate you are. Mm -hmm. You can be selfless, you can be invested, you can share. I mean, those are things that are within your being to control. And so, now we say, let's eat. E-A-T, Ooh, effort, like attitude, and, and being a, the best teammate that you can be. I like that. And we're going to celebrate it when we see it. So one of the things at our camp that we do to reinforce that is when a coach sees it, you know, one of our teaching periods or during a game or during a competition, uh, we're going to stop. We're going to celebrate it. We're going to show honor. We're going to show applause. And we're going to really build that up so others start to see that, that we're a culture of celebration. Right. We, right. we celebrate the gifts of others.
1: Right. Well, you've also... And I know people have asked you this question for years, but with you having so much success at the high school level, I mean, you've got a, what, what do I have here? 81% winning percentage. <laughs> I mean, Nick Saban has a seventy-nine <laughs> percent. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever given thought to the next level? Yeah, is that I something you'd know, like to do?
0: Um, it, I don't know. That is something that I would like to do, or something that I wake up and I'm thinking, you know, how can sure. I connect the dots? Up, I am a network guy. You know, I'm always trying to. I feel like you're one or two degrees separation, from, of course. And you always need people to help. So, but I, it's not something that I wake up and think, okay, how do I connect this dot to that dot to right, get to that point. Right. If you do understand, you you've been around our family and you've seen you know kind of what when I wake up every day, what's important to me. Sure, you know? absolutely. And so I'm thinking about you know who's in this house first and foremost. I'm thinking about the people in my neighborhood. How can I love my neighbor and all those kind of things? And I want to make sure you know at this point in our life, just the rhythm of our life, the way that you're sitting in a sweet spot, right? Yeah, and you're sitting the ages that our kids are. I, I just don't know that college athletics. It's it's great for a lot of families. Sure. It is, but I just don't know for us if it's worth the disruption sure. of the rhythms of life and the experiences my kids get to and have. Yeah, and
1: you've got such a great thing going, and you know, affecting young kids is people don't give that enough credit for what it does for your soul. Yeah, and you know, going to that next level, you know, are you qualified for it? Sure, but is it is it something that your heart's going to want?
0: Right. Well, and and I got to give a lot of credit too to Christ Presbyterian Academy. I, not not to commercial it right here, but I mean it, it's a big part of my story too. Sure. I mean, God, that place has had equal effect of changing the way I, I live my days too. And so, it would have to be an incredible situation yeah. to call out of that place. You know, just for our family, for my job, for what it does for me personally, the people I work with who have now become my best friends you know all those kind of things it's just a beautiful blend of work-life balance and harmony that exists in the lifestyle that we have created
1: hey friends over the years many clients and friends have come to me for recommendations everything from painters to contractors to window cleaners i never found a window cleaning company that i felt i could fully trust or rely on to recommend to my clients so i started one Mosley Window Cleaning specializes in residential window cleaning in Williamson and Davidson Counties and proudly wants to be your go-to company for window cleaning. For a free estimate, email us at mosleywindowcleaning at gmail.com. Again, that is mosleywindowcleaning at gmail.com. You've also added a couple other titles to uh, to coach, and you're an author Yes,
0: for the book. <laughs> yes.
1: And recently you are considered a trick shot phenom you've been uh, what on yeah sports center sports center numerous
0: times (laughs) Ellen show uh, America's Funniest Videos I mean ridiculousness you know the show on MTV (laughs) Uh which gets a lot of street cred with kids by the way absolutely they they like that oh yeah Uh, have they got you on TikTok yet Uh, oh yeah so I I have all All sorts of of TikTok shots and um, yeah the the whole trick shot thing became another way once again it started with shared experience with my boys in the backyard in our pool, which grew to be something that we did at our camps to connect to kids. Sure, And it just became a way that it was the universal language. Fun, love, do the impossible, put your mind to it and execute on it. And it was just this beautiful message that began to to pick up traction. So
1: who, do people send you ideas? Yes. Or do you just come up All with All the it? time. All the time? I mean,
0: I, I bet, you know, this summer has been weird because we haven't done our basketball camps. And normally we do a shot of the week from camp. Uh-huh. And so people literally around the world. I saw
1: you do that one day, where you like had a full court. Oh, yeah, and it took nuts. You like twenty times yes. your arm, yeah,
0: it's probably ripped, ripped off. You know, the tricep muscle just gone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I get submissions and people wondering why the heck aren't you doing trick shots right now? Well, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not out like with some production company out here. You know, then that's all I have to do today. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So well. That that's neat to have you know multiple avenues of things that you do, and again, it's all about just finding ways to connect with with people, and that's that's pretty neat. Yes, that it's, you've kind of taken that idea and grown it, and grown it, and grown it, and, grown it and it's kind of gotten legs of its own. Yeah, you know
0: my my mission statement for my life is, and this is um, you know something that we share at our camps all the time. The very first thought for the day, every single week, and it's my life mission statement, which is pick up the trash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've probably heard me say it a gazillion times and it's something that resonates with kids because, yeah, we want to leave our environment better. Um, you know, if it, if there's trash on the floor, but it's so much bigger than that. And the ultimate meaning is to leave people better. And so um, ultimately my job every day is I just want. To love the next person that God puts in front of me. If it's in front of my team, if it's in front of a camp, if it's on social media, whatever right. it is, yeah. if somebody interacts with Drew Maddox or interacts with my story or intersects their life with my life, I hope they walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, better off, than and when motivated. They yep. That's it. That's all I'm yep. trying to do every day.
1: Well, one thing I like to to ask all my guests on here, one question, one uniform question across the board. If you could give 20-year-old Drew one piece of advice, what would it be? With all the things you've learned, the wisdom you've picked up, what are some things that you kind of wish, man, if I had kind of known this going into it, things might be a little bit easier?
0: Yeah. Um, I would say, and now I'm a coach, but I would say coaching is something that you do. It's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And I would I would say the same thing to my 20 year old self playing basketball at Vanderbilt is something you do. It's not who you are. You know, being a sales executive is something you do. It's not who you are. And just that constant reminder. We're trying to do that in the lives of our kids. But I'm having to remind myself of that every day because so many times your days, your moments, your experiences, your feelings are tied to your performance, Uh, whether you sell a house. You know, whether you meet your quota, whether you hit your commission check or you win a game, it's no different. Right? right. I mean, so just constantly trying to remind myself, especially when I was younger, that my performance did not drive who I was and how others ultimately felt about
1: me. Right. Well, and there's that, that ongoing saying that success is, is such a fleeting feeling. Yeah. You know, once you win the game, how long does that last? Right. Right. You know, once you, you know, do whatever that's not going to last very long before you're wanting something else. That's exactly right. So it's, it's to me, it's all about the hunt.
0: Yes, and, and it's the journey. It's the process. I mean, that's the the process is the destination. Mm-hmm. So many times we get that confused and think, oh, once I arrive at this destination, then I will truly be happy. No, right. And you know, we've we've I lost a state championship my senior year, probably. You know, many people would say it's the biggest upset in Tennessee high school basketball history. Uh, we yeah, had, take us back to that. What, what, we had multiple SECC players on the team. Uh-huh. Number one player in America, Ron Mercer, was on that uh-huh. team. And we got beaten overtime. Team played better than us. We played tight, fearful, not to lose. Other team played better than us and deserved to win Yeah, and beat us. It was my last high school game. Uh-huh. And so that, you know, the, the sun came up the next day. And uh-huh. it was a reminder. I said it in the newspaper the ne- that day in the press conference fast forward to 2012 when we won a state championship and i was sitting with a microphone just like this in front of me and the reporter asked me and i said the sun's going to come up mm-hmm. so it's just that reminder in the most you know devastating of losses winning a gold ball sure. the, the sun's still going to come up tomorrow and that's
1: that's so difficult for i mean you're not you're not just Cool across the board when you're coaching. You're an emotional no, coach. No, oh yeah, we're trying so, to win. like. It's,
0: <laughs> it's
1: not like this. Woe is, you
0: know. No, 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 no Everything's
1: no. fine. So, balancing that is it's pretty difficult. Yeah,
0: and it's, it, it really is. And I'm still trying to get better at it. You know. So yeah, these are words, but know that I slip up at it every day. You know, I mess this thing up, and a lot of times I have to go back in the next day to my team and say, "Guys, I'm so sorry. I missed that last night. Yeah. What I said was not right." And I'm sorry for that.
1: Well, to come back, you know, that means more to their char- character development than anything. Right. Is to have them one day look up to, come back, and admit, "Hey, I could have done things yeah, a little bit differently. I
0: missed it." Yeah. But it's
1: okay to be passionate. I mean, that's why we do this.
0: Yes, I mean, so. and we're going to be, pa- and when the when the scoreboard is on, it's not going to define us. But we're going to darn sure try to beat you. Right. You know, and right. so just the balance of all of that, I would tell myself, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, you you have what it takes you can figure it out it's never as good as it seems it's never as bad as it seems right right
1: well brother i just want to wrap this up and thank you for for joining me here um you've meant a lot to our family over the years and um really love your philosophy and the way Mm -hmm. you do things and and the way you coach young men um So again, thanks for joining me, and I'd like to say a little prayer over you. Oh, I love it. Thank you
0: so much. yes,
1: Um, Lord, thank you for my friend Drew. I pray favor over he and his family. Continue to use him as a vessel to bring glory to your name, especially with the young people you put in his life through youth sports. Keep him energized and passionate about his example as a Christian leader. All right, guys, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. The 615 Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review at nickwoodard.com forward slash podcast.